time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. I know I sure did. Uh, it was pretty great weather, cooled down on Sunday night. And then, of course, we got a ton of rain on Monday and uh, jumped right into that on the road Monday, um, you know, driving for a FedEx, driving package, you know, package delivery. And man, it, it, when, it, when it rains, it's, uh, it's tough out there. I, I don't need any kind of metal or anything. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I actually, uh, well, we'll I'll, I'll leave it at that. There was a mistake made, uh, at work that kind of bummed me out, but Hey, that's life. We, the world keeps spinning. We compensate, we adjust, we keep spinning. We keep going, I should say. And, uh, away we go. We try to come back and, and do it better. Um, some big news from over the weekend. Uh, first off, there's two, there's two things I really, really enjoy, uh, not watching on purpose. Uh, number one is soccer. And, and USA and Mexico, 0-0, zero, zero what a game. I'm 0-0, zero, zero, are you kidding me? Uh, that's, that's, I'm going to stop right there with all that. But the other thing I uh, take pride in not watching is the Oscars. Now, my mom used to love the Oscars. It was the one night a week of the, of the year, excuse me, where she told my dad and us as we were kids, I don't want to be bothered. I'm going in the room. I shut the door. If you guys need anything, figure it out. Uh, she was wonderful, but she loved watching the, the celebrities and everybody get all dressed up and uh, you know, the millionaires. And uh, I, I haven't watched it in years, but how could you not know about the big slap that occurred uh, on stage Sunday night between Will Smith and uh, Chris Rock? Uh, I have thoughts. Initially, I thought like a lot of people, is this, this is staged. What are they doing? They're trying to even they're trying to get an audience. They're trying to get viewers back, right? Because Oscars uh, viewership has been so bad. But you watch more of it. You see more of it. You're like, no, this was real. This dude was offended by a joke, went on stage and assaulted the person who delivered a joke, defending his wife's honor, which he hasn't really done in the past in regards to like real serious issues uh you know hey to each his own to each however your relationship is uh hey that, that that's your business but to go on stage like that i mean this is where we're at in america we 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 are allowed to be offended so offended that we can then assault we can throw a tantrum um on stage in front of uh while, while the world is watching and in will smith's case uh a, assault a fellow comedian actor famous person and then basically lose it i don't think he's in in a uh, you know we talk about mental health and all this stuff right that doesn't seem like a very sane move there now a lot of people are defending his wife i mean is this a precedent we're setting so now at a comedy club someone says something about someone in the audience a joke that's funny uh people can go on stage now and assault someone or is that only okay for celebrities you know there's so many elements to this that i think need to be uh, examined because I, I, the joke was not that bad. My goodness. And, and, and I have told you guys before, some of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life were jokes uh, that were directed at 
my views, my opinions, my beliefs, or jokes in favor of things that I absolutely disagree with. That's the beauty of comedy. It's supposed to be raw. It's supposed to be, you know, it's, it's, it's unique. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an art form. It's supposed to be fun. And Will Smith or someone that played Muhammad Ali to go up there and excuse the term bitch slap somebody. I think that's the term the kids use these days, whatever. <laughs> what, what was that? And if you watch, he was laughing first. And then he saw his wife's face, like not laughing. And that's when he went up. To, so there may not be a ton of, uh, well, I will say this, there's going to be a, a few different topics today, random thoughts. It's not going to be all sports. Uh, I know I talk a lot of football at times, but, um, I'll, I will talk a little bit about March madness and some other sports topics, but yeah, there, there's going to be some non-sports things here. Very ran- randomness today, uh, for the Tuesday episode, you guys can see him wearing my orange County state, uh, very baggy sweater here. It's very fitting for the, uh, the cold rainy weather we had today on Monday and, just wanted to like, uh, let, me, let me get my comfortable clothes and just relax. So, um, of course, my Titans did lose in the first round of the uh, NCAA tournament, went down to, to Duke, who is now a Final Four team. So, hey, uh, in, in some ways, maybe a victory, maybe for the Titans saying, hey, you know, they eventually lost to a, uh, I don't, I, I, wait a minute, I can say we, I went to school there. We, I'm usually against we. Oh, we did this. Well, I, I got a degree from there. So, we. We, Cal State Fullerton, lost to the, the Duke Blue Devils, who may, in fact, be the national champions, but we will see. Uh, so, Will Smith, I mean, from what I've seen, shame on you, man. Like, I think a lot of people who have loved you over the years are like, what, what was that? Why, what is wrong with you? Chris Rock has said a lot of things I don't like or that I even find funny, but he did not deserve to go, go up there and slap you across the face. Like, what? what, what I don't even know what to make of it. I saw it and I kept seeing it over and over again. I'm like, I'm going to talk about this. I don't know really what to say. Uh, but anyway, I, I think it's, you're just, you're always uh, safe. Just boycotting the Oscars. Cause if anything crazy like that happens, you're going to see it on a, on a, uh, on a social media or something. Anyway, uh, a couple things that occurred to me over the weekend and the past week, since I've been here, things I've seen, things I've experienced. First of all, uh, Valerie and I had a great weekend. It went rather, rather quick as always, but uh, Saturday night saw the, the one and only Bill, Bill Barnes, saw him and his lady Donna went, uh, we all went out for a little bit and that was a great time catching up with Bill. He is still uh, the Bill Barnes who was on this podcast so many times. Um, he's just, uh, he's, he's living his life and I'm, I'm very, very happy for him. Uh, and uh, yeah, Donna, she, she puts up with him every day. So that's, that's something, but had a great time with them. And then Sunday, Valerie and I, uh, you know, mostly here at the house, we just kind of enjoy, I, I was watching basketball and hockey and then she was, uh, doing stuff outdoors and then we each cleaned. And anyway, uh, there was a situation. What did she want? She wanted like a pen or something, some, a marker or something like that, uh, that was upstairs. And I happened to be there. She says, Hey, can you toss me whatever it was? So I grab it and she put her hand up like, and it was the bottom of the stairs. So I, th- not hard. I just, I threw it. Uh, I thought it was right, right at the, right at her hand there. And it went by, you know, maybe the light, the shadows, I don't know. It hit her uh, square in the face. Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. Uh, for a second, I was like, are you okay? Did it hit your eye or your forehead? And she was like, the forehead. And she just kind of chuckled. And I'm like, my initial thought was like, well, this would be great. Yeah, if we go to, uh, we go to the doctor or something or wherever. And the, my, my first uh, 
or or a police officer sees us or whatever. Hey, uh, so she, I threw this pen at her and it hit her while she's, I don't know how I'm doing. It's like a, it's like a sad domestic violence joke there. You guys know what I'm saying. If someone were to see us and I'm walking her to or get in the back of an Uber or something and it's like, whoa, what happened? That's a, that's a scene straight out of um, How I Met Your Mother, by the way, which is kind of funny. So for a second, I was like, oh, man, I'm gonna have to explain this, that I threw a pen at you or tossed a pen to you that you requested and then it hits you and it looks like I did something. Anyway, I thought that was funny. Um, she didn't think so so much, but uh, she loves me anyway. Um, and then a couple of things that, you know, as you grow older. It, in you experience things that you never did before, you have different feelings. I'm 37 now. Uh, Valerie is teaching me a lot about uh, cooking. We're trying to cook healthier uh, foods, just a lot of veggies and fresh meats and things. And uh, I'm always interested in how to do so, um, how to do it uh, at a good pace, but like, you know, stay, stay clean, stay, uh, stay clean while doing it. Just kind of stay on top of things. The most efficient way, I guess, is the word I'm trying to say. And uh, I've started cooking a lot of things in the oven just because oven, you, you set the timer, you throw it in and you, you don't have to watch it like a grill or, you know, in a pan or I don't know all the terms even. I'm still learning the terms. And so I had always heard this term broil. I'm like, what's a broil? What is broiling, by the way? So I because uh, truth be told, I was looking up. Um, so we, we had some steaks. Some, they were like tri-tippy. It was they were really good steaks. And. I was like, well, I don't really do them in the pan. I was like, can you do them in the oven? It sounds a little lazy, I know, but I was like, I was looking things up and it said broiling steaks is a great way to um to get them just right. And so I was like, what is broiling? And I had to look it up and I was like, oh, there's an under compartment under your oven where the flame attacks from the top. So that way you're not just in an oven where the whole area uh, and it's a lesser heat. And so I was like, okay. So went down there and I was like, Hey, and I was all proud of myself. Hey, I'm going to broil. I'm going to broil the steaks tonight. So we go down there and or not go down there. I opened the thing. And uh, at first I put it under too low under, and then I found, Oh, we have, we have an actual uh, tray and everything down here. So I broiled the steaks. They were absolutely perfect. Um, if I must say, say so myself, uh, I am no, uh, you know, uh, cooking meat expert, but I have improved quite a bit and I flipped it at the right time. It was crispy on the outside, so juicy inside. And I was like, wow, just discovered a new way to make phenomenal steaks and, uh, don't even really have to watch them. You just, uh, you know, set the time and the, let, let the, uh, let the heat, let the flame do the work. So, uh, we had a great, uh, dinner Sunday night on the patio, had a, some steaks. She cooked up some veggies, some uh, mashed potatoes. It's just, we had Frank, Frank Sinatra going. And I was like, you know what? Life's pretty good sometimes. Life's pretty good. And then it all came crashing down on Monday when I went to work. Uh, I'll tell that story another day. But uh, oh, all, I, all I know is that wall came out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, broiling. You like, like live 37 years on this earth and not know what broiling is. And then was like, oh, that was cool. That was fun. And I even told her later on, I was like, so this is like what adulting is like. And I'm again, getting a late start with most things, but I was like, I never knew what broiling was. I never had a need to know, throw in the oven or do this, do that. And so I'm learning guys. I'm going to learn more things as, as time goes here. And uh, yeah, it it worked out well. And and then, and then unfortunately there was a casualty in our, in our cooking uh, Sunday. There was a, we had this awesome butter dish 
had, I should say. It was, it was, and these are the things again that excite you as an adult now. I'm like, I'm domesticated and everything. This is crazy. Just me and another young lady under the same roof, and, and I'm I'm getting excited about uh, broiling tactics and, and butter, nice butter dishes. <sighs> I still got college basketball. I still got the game viewing that you can pry from my cold dead hand. That won't change. So this butter dish, it was cool. It was thick. It was like it was big, and you you know it had a nice like it's it read, it wrote out butter on the top of it. Not that we would know what it was, but it was just, and it was appealing to the eye. I'm like, yeah. And unfortunately, we left the door open. It fell, it broke, it shattered into a million pieces, and our butter dish was no more. And I was sad. I was telling her, I was like, I feel like I remember the day you brought it home and it was so wonderful. And now it's gone. I know when you guys tuned in today, you didn't think you'd hear Oscar talk. Uh, broiling, not just the doing it, but just understand finding out the concept, like what is a broil? Uh, and then what did I just say? Butter dishes. But here we are. And when the NFL goes away, we come up with random things to talk about. You know what I mean? Uh, so there's that. Uh, let me see a few other things that happened to me while I was, while I was on my um, Uber driving journeys, which I know you guys kind of like these stories sometimes is picked up this nice old man, uh, we're almost to his place. And he says, Hey, when we get there, can you wait just a couple minutes? I want to, I want to, uh, uh, I, I got to go in and get something. I'm like, okay, cool. You're probably going to, I don't know, maybe, maybe tip me, whatever. That's what I expected. And so he, he says, wait here. And he goes in and he comes out and I can see, um, I was like, maybe he's going to like, give me something. So he has something in his hand. I can't quite tell. I'm like, well, this is different. So he walks over to me and he goes, Hey, do you mind if I give you $10 in quarters? And I, I think his name was John. I said, John, yes, thank you so much. I go, that is absolutely perfect. We need quarters at our house for uh, the laundry that we have to do. So thank you so much. I, I can't think, I was like, I was, it was better than a, a $50 cash tip. It was better than, um, I don't know. It was just, it was something that I had never thought about getting or receiving. But it was something that was so useful. Again, back to grown-up talk and, and growing old and all these things. Um, I, I love stuff like that. It wasn't expected. But man, guy gave me $10 in quarters. That's a few loads of laundry. He got a little coin uh, quarter jar over there that we use. And I, was, I, was, I came home. I told Val. I was like, so happy. I was like, like I made my day. Not just to be super nice to, to pay me a $10 tip, which is a high tip. But to give it to me in quarters, I was like, this is going to go to something useful, something we need. Maybe I'm overreacting, but it made me happy. And in the crazy world we live in, with gas prices the way they are, the inflation the way it is, me making mistakes on the road, sometimes you need to evaluate and, and look for the silver lining. Look for the quarter lining. Look, you got to find happiness somewhere. You ever been around these people who are just sad all the time? Sad, sad, sad. And I've been there. I was there this afternoon and I said, nope, get on, get your face in front of the microphone, throw on a baggy sweatshirt and randomly talk about things. Get it off your chest. No one cares if you're sad. And if someone is sad out there, I'm not trying to diminish your feelings. Although usually I am because feelings 
how I feel. I told you a week ago, the term, how I, I, I feel like, how I feel has gotten us in all kinds of trouble. But I was happy. It's a simple thing. Sometimes $10 and quarters at a random time is exactly what you need. You, you got you to gotta embrace the good things. We, we get so caught up in all the negativity. And I am the biggest realist there is. Pessimist, optimist, I'm, the real, I'm a realist with everything. I don't get too high or too low. Well, I do get too low. But I try to be realistic about everything. And, and I'm not saying walk around with a, with a fake smile and be grateful for, I don't know, every little thing. But, but you know, in some ways you should. Thankful, be thankful to be at breathing. Every, every day above ground is, is a good day, right? And today, you know, they're, they're not all great. But I also know that I had a bad morning today. But there's still a lot of day left. Uh, you know, I, I might be uh, St. Peter's down by, by 20 points at halftime, but there's a lot of finish the day, finish the game. Right. And my day may not be perfect today, but I control what I can control. And then we'll see what happens throughout the rest of the day. Sometimes you can't carve out a perfect, uh, you can't recover a day, right. But you can make the most out of it. And who knows more bad things might happen, but it was raining earlier. The sun has magically come out. So maybe that's a sign. I don't know. Anyway, more randomness. $10 in tipping quarters. It was awesome. It was just phenomenal. I made my day and those quarters went to use on Sunday with some laundry. Um, summary. <laughs> well, this is something. So I, I do a lot of GPS now um, at whether it's, uh, you know, FedEx on our, our little devices they give us or um, sometimes on my phone when I'm driving for Uber. And, you know, you hear the automated voice. I know someone has probably thought of this. Um, I would just love if you could control the voice to be somebody famous or soothing. Like, you know how maybe you can change uh, or like books on tape, right? Uh, or audio books. What are they called? I don't know. The Kindle, whatever it is. You can hear, hear it read by so-and-so. I would love it if my GPS could be read to me uh, like someone like Vin Scully. That would be awesome to have a PA guy like that. Uh, Bob Miller of the LA Kings uh, or, or the great late, great Chick Hearn, of course. Can you imagine upcoming here? Turn left. I'm just, I don't know. I'm a terrible Vince Scully impressionist, but wouldn't that be awesome? Or the Bob Euchre, he would have some real, he would have some real good fun with it. Um, it I, would it take that long, long to record these voices, record the, these directions? It's turns, it's continue straight, it's make a legal U turn, it's all these phrases that i think would billion dollar idea maybe someone had to have think, thought about this already I, I got thinking about it because what do they do um where where you can like purchase a celebrity um wishing your friend a happy birthday or something in a video and if you tell them what to write um or if you write what to, for them to say uh they will read it to you like hey how you doing uh sam hersema hey big fan of yours you know it could be somebody famous like if i were to get my, my brother loves eminem the rapper i'd get eminem to to say something to sam on his birthday i can't remember what that's called i know adam carolla does it. a lot of celebrities do it and they make a lot of money because it's they charge a couple hundred bucks or something but my decree king for a day would be uh gps voices from famous sports announcers or any other announcer uh, not announcer, any other voice that you find soothing? What was the painting guy? The guy with the beard who painted his voice was so soothing. I remember watching those painting stories as a kid. What was his name? The bearded guy. 
And he was just like, oh, we're just going to add a little tree here. And his voice was like magic. So it doesn't have to be sports announcers, but we all, we're all doing G- GPS now in our cars. I want, I want a setting where I could set it to uh, famous people. It could be artists. It could be, uh, I would prefer announcers. Uh, J- Jim Nance would be great. He, he, he's fantastic. Um, the late, great John Madden. Oh, turn it. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a lunatic and these are the things I think about. I'm throwing them out there to you guys. I told you today would be very, very different. Um, a couple of ridiculous things I saw. Uh, <laughs> I drove by this one place. Everyone's got outdoor seating, right? The past couple of years were rough. This place legitimately had those bubbles. You guys ever play, uh, get in those bubbles and like for a bachelor party or something, we've done a few times where you run and you hit each other. These bubbles, they look like that, but they were bigger. They were big enough, like uh, bubble pods for people to be able to sit outside, outside, mind you, and have lunch together at this cafe. And, and I'm thinking, it was in like Roland Heights or something. And I'm thinking to myself, what, what, what is that? And, and, uh, even if, if you thought that was a good idea at one time, get, get rid of those. We're all moving on. It's up with the bubble pod. Uh, the <laughs> bubble pod, it's safe eating. It's about safety. I was like, man, it would be cool to walk up on one of those and just push it and help if it see if it rolls, spill all the, uh, the food everywhere. Can you imagine going, hey, hey, babe, we're going to go romantic outdoor dinner and just, here, here, step in this plastic pod. Okay, I'm going to shut the door. Okay, now it's just you and me. We won't get each other sick. We're going to have a nice meal. And you got, what's a waiter got to like knock on the pod or like hold up a sign for you to read? Here's our, here's our, uh, here's our specials and our drink menu. I don't know. I just found that ridiculous. And, and they didn't look like they had been used much, which is a good thing. But there are people on this planet who think that's an amazing idea. I won't get sick when I eat outdoors around people. It just made me laugh. And it made me think back to, man, things can always be worse. And then this is my new favorite sign. This is my favorite sign. You know, you see it, you see these everywhere. Um, hey, uh, no, uh, must wear a mask if you're not vaccinated or, uh, you know, masks, masks are required, you know, all those kinds of things. My favorite sign that I saw, and I just stopped and I chuckled. I had, to, I had to write this down. I go, the sign said masks strongly encouraged. I went, wow, that's real diplomatic, strongly encouraged. I got a few things that I would love to be uh, strongly encouraged our, uh, speed limits, maybe, um, stuff on the road for sure. Uh, strongly encouraged. Why, why do you even have to say that? Why don't you just say master required or don't say anything? Just, it, it was such a politically correct statement. I, I, I mass strongly required, uh, strongly. What did I say? Strongly I just erased it. Strongly suggested. What did I say? Oh, here we go. Let me see. Go back, go back, go back. Uh, I messed it up. But anyway, uh, I just found that so funny. I, I <laughs> why even have everything? If, if you're really that adamant about it, then say whatever your business is, say, hey, uh, we prefer people to wear masks. Then people, you know, can choose to. Uh, attend your place of business or not. But 
masks are strongly and strongly encouraged, excuse me, not required, strongly encouraged. Like what else is strongly encouraged? Our speed limits strongly encouraged. I'm, I was driving 10 over the speed limit officer. Isn't this, is this, is this a requirement or is this strongly encouraged? Oh, hilarious. Okay. There is something I wanted to talk to you guys about. I was sitting there again. I do a lot of thinking usually to uh, come up with um, ideas for the podcast here, because again, when it's just me, what do you guys want to hear? You want to hear me give hockey scores? Probably not. Um, but I thought about this and I texted a few friends because we're always talking about diversity, right? And um, diversity of thought, especially, and just, um, you know, not getting too tied down into uh, just one direction or one customs or one group of people. It's all about diversity, right? Equality, equity, all those, all those uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Diversity is uh, one of the biggest things out there. Die, D-I-E, diversity, equity, inclusion, although D-E-I, however you want to spell it. Um, but I thought to myself, because I listen to a ton of podcasts. I've told you guys this a lot, right? I listen to um, sports stuff, a lot of politics, a lot of just news stuff. And I, I started to think, because you never want to be, you know, some people always want to paint you in a corner. Just be like, well, yeah, you like, uh, oh, okay, okay, I'm a Rams fan, right? I'm a, you're a Rams fan. Well, yeah, but I like watching all the games too. Like I, I, I like certain teams. I dislike certain teams, but I'm ultimately a Rams fan. Uh, and so it's similar in some of our political opinions and just opinions of what goes on in the world. I mean, how do we formulate? I love hearing from people that uh, maybe I never thought of it, their, their perspective, or maybe, you know, you just learn that way. You can always listen to people who um, are the exact same as you. I don't think you're going to necessarily, you're not going to have a very diverse opinions or thoughts or, or whatever. You're not going to be, you're going to be more closed-minded. Right. And, and I do listen to mostly, you know, conservative uh, podcasts, talk radio. I'm not going to make any mistake about that or make any um, excuses or whatever about that. That's just, that's what I like. And, um, but it's funny listening to different, different conservative opinions where, where people may disagree on an issue. And it's like, you hear reasons why, and you know, there's not like real hatred and stuff coming uh, at each other. So I like that. But my long winded point to this is that I, I, I broke down really rather quickly um, my, my viewing or my listening habits in podcasts. And I said, man, I have a pretty, I would say I have a pretty diverse um, cast of characters uh, of podcasts that I listen to. And, and, and just so you guys kind of know what I'm talking about, listen to this. I, I wrote this down. I said, almost every day I listen to an atheist, a doctor, a gay man, an Italian man, a Jewish man, a black religious man, two black comedians, a black woman, a Hispanic woman, a moderate ish, as far as, you know, moderate center, right, left center, whatever on some issues. Uh, so I was a moderate woman and a woman psychologist. Now there's other guys in there. I list, I listen to, uh, you know, Clay and Buck, they're two white guys. So I'm not saying uh, this is only who I listen to, but I do, I listen to a, a quite a wide range of people on a daily basis, or at least, uh, you know, weekly basis. And, and if you guys are curious who these people are, uh, I've mentioned their names before, but, uh, an atheist, uh, I listen to Adam Carolla. I love his show, love his pod, love his, 
um, his, his views on most things. And uh, a doctor, he has Dr. Drew on, who some of you are like, yeah, it's not a real doctor. Even though, yeah, he is a real doctor. Um, so the Adam and Dr. Drew, Drew show, that is three days a week, 30 minutes. That's pretty good. Uh, learn about, learn a lot about, uh, you know, medicine and uh, doctor duties or whatever, and disagree, agree, whatever, make my own uh, conclusions. Uh, a gay man. I listened to Dennis, uh, excuse me, not Dennis, uh, David Rubin. I listen to him almost every day. He has a great podcast. And what I like about Dave is that, you know, Dave used to be, well, he still probably is in a lot of ways. He, he was a, he was your classic liberal. He says it all the time. He's a liberal who's kind of changed his opinions on a lot of different things, just because the things have gotten so crazy to the left to, uh, on the left side of things. And now his liberal people don't like him because he, he, oh, you're one of those crazy right wing guys now. And it's just like, no, actually he's just kind of a common sense guy. So um, I like listening to him daily to get his perspective. And uh, you know, I, I don't really care about his, what, you know, what his uh, sexuality is or anything like that. Like, I don't, that's that's his business and not you know we, we all have a uh, different outlook something and my point of it all is like you can be completely different from somebody from somebody and still gain knowledge from them still gain something from it sometimes we get too too caught up in people that are just like us and there's no different opinions anyway uh so dave, dave rubin listen to him daily uh he he just moved from la to to miami and i really like most of the thing as things dave has to say uh an italian man dan bongino he's kind of uh you know uh, i think he's mostly italian i'm trying to think what else he is but he's got great strong opinions love listening to him a jewish man dennis brager who is um someone that loves so loves people for who they are. He, he's always encouraging you to be more religious, whatever your religion is. He's encouraging people to get married. He's, um, he's big on the 10 commandments. Um, if you, if you just kind of look at life through that lens of the 10 commandments, you can't go wrong there. So Dennis Prager is someone I, I just continue to listen to. Uh, I say a black religious man to I me, mean, Jason Whitlock, Jason Whitlock. Look at he's, uh, he, he's very open and upfront about his faith. Um, he has a, a, a segment on his show every week who brings in two pastors, Tennessee Harmony. And he, he really does tackle uh, the big issues, especially in sports and, uh, and entertainment. I, I love his approach. He, he, he holds no punches. Uh, he is somebody that wears his faith on his sleeve and he's upfront about it. He's, he's like, look at, I'm a sinner. I, I sin. I've done all kinds of things and I'm trying to constantly improve uh, my life that way. And so I learn a lot from Jason Whitlock. I really do. And I, and I just love, uh, love what he does. Uh, on the other side, two, two black comedians, the, the Hodge twins, those dudes are hilarious. They are, uh, they're, they're Christians as well, uh, but they, they do, you know, they're not afraid to go the dark, dark, it's a little dark comedy, I should say. And, and, you know, overdo it a little bit. And they're like, Hey, Hey, we got the Christian audience, but it's, they're really funny. I, I love listening to those guys. Uh, a black woman, Candace Owens, love Candace Owens. Listen to her a lot. Um, she has her own talk show now uh I, I get snippets of you know nine minute uh, audio clips and things of that nature on, on her podcast uh but i but i tune into her hispanic woman uh sarah gonzalez of the blaze uh she hosts a show a podcast every day called the news and why it matters about 45 minutes uh she usually has a couple of guests and they just do the news of the day and she's fantastic she's a real fireball uh just brings it brings it uh well, that's all I can say. She brings it every day and uh, she's fun to listen to. I said a mod, I didn't know how else to describe her, but I really like Megan Kelly. 
Um, Megan Kelly is more of a center. She's, she's a little liberal on, on some things and she's pretty conservative on other things. So that's why I find her with her. She has great conversations and discussions with uh, her guests. And so I, I, that's why I wrote her down, a moderate woman. And then the woman psychologist, I love listening to Dr. Laura Schlesinger and her podcast is just like uh, the call of the day. It's a five, 10 minute uh, episode. Uh, where she took someone who called into her show and she just talks from a psychologist standpoint. So those are some of the people I listen to. Um, you could say, oh, Matt, you probably only listen to a, you know, just a bunch of uh, crazy right-wing uh, white guys, or I don't know. I don't know what, what people think these days. I just, I love the diversity of thought. Now, a lot of those people probably have very similar political opinions uh, and not, and just opinions on uh, everything going on in the world. So you could, say, say that if you want, and you want to accuse me of something, but I have way more in common, um, with someone who shares my values as Dennis Prager always says, someone who shares my values. I don't care where you're from, who your parents were, uh, what your racial background is. I don't care about all that. I enjoy sharing values with people, um, from all different walks of life. And it is so fun that we can kind of come together in, in a lot of ways still, right? That's how it was supposed to be the American dream and be, I don't know, United, the United States of America. But uh, I don't, I could care less uh, the, the race, ethnicity of somebody, the gender of somebody. Uh, I just, I like good people. And in my opinion, uh, the people I mentioned there are uh, great people and they influence me in some way every day. So I thought I would share that uh, with you guys in, in the age where we're trying to check off all these different boxes, uh, where is this the best person for the job? Well, maybe, but, uh, they're this race or that. I'm just like, dude, we don't got to stop that. We have to stop the equity equality. I believe in equality. Everyone gets an equal opportunity to do something. Everyone has to run a hundred yard race. And however you finish is how you finish. But Somebody doesn't get to run an 80 yard race when everyone else is running a hundred yard race. I mean, that is the best analogy I can come up with at the moment. Okay. I mentioned the USA soccer thing. I saw everyone's posting USA. I'm like a zero, zero tie. You gotta be kidding me. I got, I, I just, I have no words. I'm so tired of the soccer stuff. It's something I'm never going to come around on. I know I'm not patriotic. Oh, soccer. I, I, There are so many other things I'd rather watch than soccer. I'm going to make a list and I'm going to come up with that next week. I think I'm going to come up with things I'd rather watch than soccer and see how many things I can do. I, I, I think that could be good. Anyway, let's talk to let's now that that's out of the way, let's talk about sports. Let's talk some sports here. Uh, first and foremost, welcome back Kyrie Irving. I know he's uh, a lot of, a lot of home games where he wasn't able to play for um, some ridiculous, ridiculous reasons, in, in my opinion, but he has won. He, he may have lost some money, but I think uh, he's, he's gained a lot of respect from people and definitely this podcaster, I support um, him doing what he had to do. So um, yeah, some of the ridiculous mandates and things we've seen out there coming to an end, I think it's great. And uh, let's, let's move on. Let's get, let's, there's more important issues going on. Uh, around the world and, and and a lot of craziness going on that we need to fix here without uh, worrying about uh, oh my goodness someone might uh, might might get sick or whatever uh, life continues to move on we can't always uh, just drop everything and be like nope nope life can't life cannot continue we life does continue whether you like it or not so I was in heaven last week I told you guys 
uh, previous week, right? I watched all the first round and the second round games, 16, 16, 8, 8, right? Um, this weekend wasn't as great because there's less games, but on Thursday and Friday were the Sweet 16 matchups, four games each day, college basketball I'm talking here, and then Saturday, Sunday, only two games a day in the Elite Eight. So um, you definitely are focused more on one game, but I've told you guys I really like uh, college hockey. I don't watch it much during the season, but during the playoffs, it's pretty intense. One These one-game playoffs are pretty exciting. So I thought it was awesome. There was Thursday and Friday, there was four college basketball games and then four hockey games as well. Same thing, four games, because they do a 16-team tournament, a uh, single elimination where they go uh, Thursday and then Saturday or their Friday and then Sunday. And that's how they get from 16 in, in to the frozen four, which is in a couple of weeks. Some of you guys might not be interested and I don't blame you, um, but I, I just like, uh, again, back to the soccer thing. I'd re- much rather watch college uh, hockey over, uh, over soccer or, or some other uh, things. Uh, but anyway, the frozen four is set. Uh, man, I should know this. Michigan, uh, Denver. Who else? Minnesota. And I think Western Michigan was the other team. First and off, Notre Dame and Michigan have the sweetest hockey helmets I've ever seen. And and I've said that before in the podcast, but I wanted to say it again, the golden domers and then the the Michigan stripes. Those are awesome. And, and I, you know, my rule has always been in sports. Oh, you cheer for the teams that from where you're from, right. From, you know, your region, your, your city, whatever. Well, there's no Southern California college hockey teams. And I'm like, well, what's the closest, what's the most West coast uh, college hockey team there is. And it's actually Denver, the university of Denver, who has had quite success in college hockey has won multiple national championships. Now there are some other schools out here too, uh, Colorado college, um, air force Academy. And then, uh, believe it or not, Arizona state actually plays college hockey, um, as an independent. And, uh, I think they've gotten into postseason here and there, but Denver is probably the most successful West coast team, uh, in college hockey. So, uh, I will be rooting for them. I have some family in Denver, so there's a minor connection there. Uh, but I was like, well, who else do you root for when, cause it's just college hockey thing is so regionalized, right? It's, it's, uh, it's, uh anyway, uh, I saw a hockey, one of those officials in, in one of those games took a, a stick up into the eye. He went down, wasn't able to finish the game. So I hope he's doing well, but that was, that was really, really tough. So, uh, Denver hockey closest to the West coast. I'll be pulling for them, uh, here in a couple of weeks. And it got me thinking about which universities should have college hockey. I think USC for sure. Um, but BYU, I think BYU would be a great fit. Um, Utah, I don't know if Virginia tech has it or not. Uh, but the university of Colorado, you got all these other schools in Colorado playing hockey. I, I don't understand why the Buffaloes or even the Colorado state Rams, uh, aren't don't have teams uh, in, in ice hockey. I think they would be great fits too. So I would like to see college hockey expand. I think there's only like 59 teams or something like that, but they do a 16 team playoff, much like college football should do. It's single elimination. It's pretty great. And it, and it finishes with the, the frozen four, which is they take two weeks. So uh, the week after the, uh, the men's March madness uh, final four this weekend, this uh, upcoming weekend, um, they will play it on a Thursday and then a national championship on Saturday, if anybody cares, but we also have the March madness down to its final four teams. And after all these upsets, after all these, this great run by St. Peter's, right. Um, you know, I was cheering on my Titans, all, all these little guys in the, uh, the great 
tournament that is March Madness. We're down to four teams, and they're four of the biggest brands in college basketball, right? Uh, no surprise there, really. Uh, I think the big, the big matchup, the big one everyone is really excited about is Duke and North Carolina, meeting for the first time in the Final Four in their long, long history. Um, I believe the games are in, uh, is it New Orleans this year? I mean, those two schools are a couple of miles apart and such a great history. Uh, the best rivalry, I'd say, in college basketball, hands down. And they're going to get to play uh, for a trip to the national title game. On the other side of the bracket, you got Kansas uh, and uh, Villanova, who, look, at Kansas has a much stronger history uh, than, Kansas, than Villanova. But as far as recent relevance, Villanova multiple national titles. And it's just been a very steady team. I think you got to give a great tribute, uh, tribute all that success to their, to their coach and Jay Wright. He never seems to change much. I don't know much about him or his program, but Villanova out of uh, Philadelphia really has been uh, steady and, and, and they do seem like an underdog, even though they're a very well-established basketball program. I think they always have that kind of edge, much like Gonzaga had for a long time, even though they're one of the top you know programs in America and Villanova is too. So Kansas and, and uh, Villanova on Saturday, followed up by Duke and North Carolina. And just what a way for Coach uh, Mike Krzyzewski to go out. He either loses to his rivals in the Final Four or he advances to play one more game in a national championship game Monday night. Um, I'm terrible at picking things, but I'm going to go from what I've seen. Uh, I'm just going with Duke for the story. I think Krzyzewski, what a way to go out if he's able to win a national championship. And uh, I do like Kansas. I like Kansas over Villanova. Um, I've seen some incredible players this tournament. The North Carolina uh, Baycott, his man, what a, what a big man he is. And then the, what is their shooter? Number two, that dude just does not miss every time he chucks up a three buries it. Right. And um, a good mix of teams here in, in the final four, one of the best weekends in, in sports, a great Saturday, I should say. Um, and college basketball, again, you might watch a little here and there during the season, but it's so fun. This is time of year, this two, three week stretch. It's just amazing. It, it's, it's, I would put it up against any other playoffs. I really would. And I love the football playoffs. Um, but March Madness is just the intensity, the right here, right now, the, everything about it is, is just something that I, I just continue to, to just love. And um, good luck to everyone this weekend. It, it should be fun. Get home after my morning shift, watch both games Saturday, do whatever on Sunday, and then hustle home Monday night for a, uh, the national championship game i don't know why national title games are always on monday nights but it is what it is okay in closing i'm going to end with something that i kind of voiced my opinion on this weekend and uh, i'm sure people are gonna not uh, be happy with me but i don't do this podcast for people to like me right um if you're listening to the podcast you may may like me you may hate me you may just want to be like what's he got to say today um, I got in trouble this week. I didn't get in trouble. I just kind of started a little, a little, little, little trouble. I started a little trouble, we'll say, because um, a conversation came up. And I talked to you guys about this commercial last week about the uh, women's March Madness. And no one, uh, you know, doesn't get nearly the media coverage that the men do. And okay, first and foremost, I got to give my disclaimer. I think women's sports are amazing. I think it's, it's excellent that they have an ability to participate in sports, much like men do. A lot of young women have gotten 
you know, college paid for uh, with athletic scholarships. I think uh, women playing against women um, is a wonderful thing in athletics. And yes, I'm talking even sports. No one really cares about ten girls, tennis, or, uh, you know, uh, badminton or, or golf, whatever, whatever sport it is. I am a, am a supporter. I support, uh, women's athletics. I, I think it's, uh, you know, title nine wasn't all great with some of their policies and, in, 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 you know, equalizing women's sports to men's sports. Um, but I think it's, it's absolutely great that there are college and high school, uh, sports for women. And uh, there's even some, some professional leagues. Um, you know, I want my real hondo prep alum. I want my Cal state Fullerton. I want the, the women's teams to, to do well in sports as well. I want women's sports to do well. Now, do I sit and watch them? No, I don't. Did I officiate high school, uh, girl sports? Yes, I did. Did I work as a replay official in college basketball for the big, yes, I did. And I did the men's games and women's games. And when you're doing that, it's all the same because you get paid the same. So anyway, the reason I bring all this up is because there's been this push from the NCAA, ESPN. They're just shoving this down, down your throat. You need to watch more women's, women's sports. You need to watch, you know, it's not so much you need to watch it. It's like women don't get the credit. They don't get the, not the credit, the, uh, the coverage. They don't get the coverage that the men do. Well, it's like... It, Maybe the men's games are more interesting. Like maybe there's more excitement there. Maybe, I mean, if somebody isn't watching a television show, maybe the television show isn't that good. And then if people are watching a television show, it's probably because it's really good. So again, equal opportunity is, is huge. Now do men's sports bring in a lot more money than women's sports? Why? Yes, they do. And maybe, maybe a few places like uh, Connecticut women's basket. I bet you the football team at even a place like UConn still brings in uh, a, a, is a bigger moneymaker for the university than, than their uh, legendary uh, women's basketball program. Tennessee, UConn, these, these, are, uh, these are the blue bloods of, of women's basketball with countless national titles, right? And there's other great programs. But my point of all this, I'm trying to say this like the right way. I'm like, I don't want to offend anyone. But in some ways, I'm like, yeah, I do want to offend somebody. We, we just, we live in this world now. It's like, you don't care about women's sports if you don't watch. It's like, oh no, I care. But it, I mean, put out a good product. Put, it, put out a good product. And what was to me is fake news, if you don't like that term or whatever. Um, I found it hilarious. And I sent this to a few people. I was there was college basketball going on at the same time, men's and women's games. And every time you turn on the TV, first thing they show you is the women's games, right? Here, watch this, watch this, watch this. It's like, they're trying so hard to push it at you. Uh, my brother told me, dude, Google March Madness and say nothing else. Just Google, just March Madness. First thing that pops up is the women's, is the women's scores. And it's like, you guys are building, you're trying to build this, this, I don't know. You're trying to publicize something that is not what people want. You're, you're trying to what, establish a presence of equality. I don't know what you're trying to do, but it's a clear message. It's a clear effort, I should say, by the NCA and ESPN and, and even CBS and, and TBS and them to, to some extent. And so I pulled up the ESPN app and I looked at 
whatever game it was. I think it was a Houston and um, who was I watching Houston and uh, one of the teams who made the final four uh, Villanova. Yeah. Houston Villanova. I pulled that game up and I just scrolled down to game information and I popped and it said uh, where the game was played, the current score, um, betting odds. And then at the bottom, it said capacity attendance. I was like, okay, interesting. So then I go just for fun. I go to the women's bracket. I go to the, to the game that's going on Michigan and South Dakota. I flip that thing on box score, same app, same app, mind you, same out, same everything. And I scroll down and there's no, there's no capacity listed. There's no attendance listed. And that might not be a big deal. That might, that's what are you doing, Matt? What are you talking about this for? They're hiding. They want to talk how popular the sport is, right? How it needs to be watched more. Yet they out, they go out of their way to not list the attendance of the game. Now I had some pushback and some other friends were like, well, hey, they just listed the, uh, they pushed, they just listed the, the capacity and, and he, I showed me another box score where it was the actual, I said, okay, fine. But then I looked again, side-by-side -side comparison, the exam, ESPN again, went out of their way, out of their way to not list the capacity or the attendance of the women's games because the attendance at those games is uh, probably embarrassing. And maybe a few thousand, again, at a few of these places, 18,000 at these, um, these men's games. I, I'm saying something that is brutally obvious to everyone. More people like watching men's basketball than women's basketball. It doesn't make me some bigot misogynist or anything like that. Uh, I've watched a lot of women's basketball over the years, a lot. And mostly because I was getting paid to do so, but I got, I got paid to, to watch men's games too. And I've paid money to go to two men's games. Would I pay money to go to a women's game? I, unless I had a relative on the team or something, probably not. Do I want the real hondo prep young ladies to advance to a, a championship? And yes, I'll, sure that I, that I will pay money for. I would pay money to go watch my alma mater play for sure. The playoffs, their softball program is having a great uh, year, by the way, we may have to get some get home safe uh, uh, coverage out there. If they, they make a playoff run guys, I know this might surprise you, but, but I did at one time, uh, I have a mother and uh, I was very proud of her for her advancing in her career. Now that I've grown older and look back at, uh, her success, she was the first woman to do a lot of things at, at, at her work with B of A, you know, to become a vice president in the certain, in a certain field that she was in. So the, I, I in no way am, am demeaning, push, pushing down women saying they are less than, well, I can't, you gotta be, choose your words carefully here. Men and women are not equal. We, we can't agree on that. They are not equal. Women are very good at a lot of things that men are not. And men have their strengths as well. What a concept. I know that's very controversial to say. But I just found it hilarious that ESPN goes out of their way to promote this, to promote that. Yet they also intentionally, and look it up, do it yourself tonight for the next few games. The, the, the women's final four will be up. And they'll probably get a good crowd at that for the, 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 the women's final four usually does pretty well. It's not quite, you know, whatever the men, what do they get the men's uh, final four? They put, always put it in a football uh, stadium. They get like 60, 70,000, I think. So this isn't to diminish anyone's uh, efforts or whatever, but it's just like when it's constantly thrown at you 
um, on these commercials and everything, you get a little, you get a little testy is all. So I like facts. I like data. I like opinions too, but sometimes it's like, um, can we look at this? Can we look at the ratings of who's watching what and be, and have an honest conversation and debate instead of just talking about feelings all the time. Okay. Enough. I'm done. I'm done. I tried to not do too much sports today, but I had some sports opinions and I'm looking forward to this weekend with, um, the final four. Can't wait. Had a rough day at work on Monday. There's more work days ahead and uh, we'll get through them. So thanks for tuning in to the podcast this Tuesday. Uh, A great guest lined up for you guys on Friday. I hope you guys were able to tune in and listen to Ken Lee last week, a little shorter episode, but uh, really happy with that. Uh, We're going to have our third consecutive uh, guest from Idaho this Friday. I'm just kidding. No, just happened to be two in a row, two Idahoans. Idahoan? What do you call them? Idaho? People from Idaho. Um, uh, and uh, Courtney Guyon and, um, or Courtney Fraser, excuse me, and Ken Lee past couple of Fridays. But uh, this Friday, I have uh, for you guys planned. We are, let's see, who did I write down here? We're going to have Joe Demers on the podcast, the uh, husband to Ginger Lunny, now Ginger Demers. Um, Joe is a big time baseball fan. And we're going to talk a lot about um, the Major League Baseball uh, agreement coming to terms and spring training and the rule changes, uh, things of that nature. So I hope you guys will tune in on Friday for that. Joe's also going to talk to us about what it's like is kind of being a, I don't like using this term, but just a, a, someone who, who didn't grow up, uh, an out, not an outsider, but that's the only thing I can really think of. Someone who didn't grow up involved in Care Youth League or Real Hondo Prep. And it's kind of come uh, and married into the organization, if you will, uh, kind of getting his perspective on uh, the, pers- the perception, really, of Rio and CARE. And I'm always talking to you guys about Rio and CARE on here. I have a ton of listeners from there. But I think Joe, the conversation I had with him, he, uh, he really uh, had some, uh, we had some chuckles together, but he, he, he painted a good picture, really, of uh, the perception of, uh, of Rio and CARE from someone who didn't really grow up uh, in the organization or playing ball. Uh, when they were younger in, in the carry youth league. So I thought it was a very valuable conversation and I'm looking forward to you guys hearing it on Friday. <sighs> okay. I always try to do these in about 45 minutes, but sometimes you get going. I have a, two more great guests already lined up. I'm not going to tell you about them yet, but um, I'm always looking to record, uh, you know, quick conversations with people to have on our Friday podcast. So if you have any suggestions, throw them my way, always open to new ideas and uh, you can always shoot that stuff to me at get home safe podcast at yahoo.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know where to find us, get home safe podcast or get home safe pod. And uh, we hope to hear from you guys. Keep an eye out for our social media posts on things YouTube, uh, rate, review, subscribe. You can see the videos here. If you want to watch my ugly mug on here, uh, chatting, just rambling by myself. Uh, appreciate all the support. Uh, give us a like, give us a follow. Give us a rating that helps everything here on the get home safe podcast. I've rambled enough, please. I did not mean to, well, actually, I'm not going to say that. Did I mean to offend anybody? No, but if I did, so what? No one's going to slap me across the face like, like uh, Will Smith. And, and yeah, back to that whole thing. What a, what a crazy world we live in. Guys, enjoy the rest of your week. I will be back on Friday with a great conversation with Mr. Joe Demers. But guys, until then, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.